Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the last football podcast. No, not ever, just for the season. And it might not even be the last one for the season, because, you know, we might pick up the old one here or there, if something, you know, spectacular happens in the football world, or even just to refresh our memories on what football is. But for now... It is the last football podcast. Not ever. So, if you're watching it on the YouTube, then uh, be a hero, subscribe. If you're already subscribed, well, you know what to do. Grab a family member and pin them down until they subscribe. If you're just checking us out on the old audio... That's fine, that's all good. But if you could subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, we would really appreciate it. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the Riverside Roundup. This meeting is being recorded. That's new. What on earth was that? <laughs> it just yeah, it just flashed up with recording is in progress. I got this meeting is being recorded. I had to uh, I had to consent to it on this end. So That'll be a lovely little intro for the, uh, That's gonna be ama- for the watching and listening public. That's going to be amazing. Ah, that's uh, that's going to be fun to deal with going forward. <laughs> anyway, enough about what what crazy electronic Zoom lady is up to. Uh, it's with a heavy heart, as it always is. It happens in February time. And it happens, you know, presumably around the same time each year. Uh, you know, for all all things, all good things must come to an end, or it, a it, or a break. It'll usually always be May. Obviously, last year it was June. Yeah, July-ish for obvious reasons. Um, but yeah, it's normally it'll normally kick off. Well, that's that's an ironic phrase. It'll normally end. Pretty much in the uh, second week of, uh, of second or third week of May. And what so. is that? And what is that that ends? It's funny you should answer, Andrew, because it's uh, it's time for the final Riverside Roundup of the season. And um, the the amount of Riverside-based nonsense we'll actually talk about will be minimal, as uh, there was no game last week for the Borough Boys. I got that um, sad. But we did realise. I got, I got that sad that I had to go and look at a sign that said Middlesbrough on it today. I'd go near Middlesbrough to just, you know, be, be close to it. Yeah, but whilst we're not covering Middlesbrough games, we did realise after we'd finished the podcast last week that we hadn't covered Middlesbrough predictions for the season. Indeed. So we're going to go through the predictions we made with uh, the uh, Afor 
aforementioned uh, once of this parish, Mr. James Panas. Who? So we'll go through the uh, yeah. You might you might recognise him from other such podcasts as he cats in the forest for the teas. Who's that then? Um, the uh, the short-lived zombie cast uh, or the bullshit cast. Tell you something. Zombie cast was such a weird mix of things because uh, wildly successful in in some areas and uh, yeah. So. I have a page here that says the following words. Season 3 Predictions. We'll get to those, Andrew. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> is it is it particularly bad? I think I think I can remember what you and James had said for Nottingham Forest's finishing position, and that's that's not going to be great viewing for you two. So there's there's some beauties here. Oh, oh, there, oh, there very much is. Oh, we'll wow! We'll, yes, we'll come to those later on. Yes, we'll let's build the suspense. Build the suspense. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, so let's move on swiftly. I feel like I need a stiff drink. Wow! Or at least some of the cracker was clearly smoking at the start of the season. Anyway, so, the way this works, and even if it's the last one, I personally don't care. I love a format. I am a man of simple taste and simple formats. And this beauty of a podcast has always had a format and that format goes bang 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 and we're out the door first segment is always the same and it's a little segment we like to call this week in football where we discuss anything news based in the football world paul anything happened in the last week in football like i mean we we talked last week about the fact that like the the season sort of it, it, it's coming to a close and very little really happens at this time in the season. Nevertheless, I'm sure something surely must have happened. So, it's, it's been a bit, a bit of a quiet week really, which is understandable because obviously there's no football. I'll rephrase that, there's no championship football um, there is still games ongoing in um, the Premier League that has, as of as that time of recording, one more game week to go, which will be this weekend. Um, there are some games ongoing as we speak. Um, there was, of course, the Cup Final on Saturday. And there are still the playoffs in the Championship League 1 and League 2 to go through. Um, however, the main thing that I would say, which is the, the, the happening this week in football, is the return of fans to stadiums. Indeed. So, I believe the FA Cup final had around 20,000 or so in attendance, which is the largest crowd of any sort of its kind for oof, what, well over a year in England. So... That was, that was really good to see. I think they had to produce a negative COVID um, 
lateral flow test within 48 hours of either going and coming back or possibly just going. Um, so that went off without a hitch by the sounds of it. Um, you've also had upwards uh, or up to 10,000 supporters in all of the Premier League games that have taken place this week. So you had four games last night and six games either on the go or finished tonight. Um, and yeah, it all sounds like it's uh, pretty good. It's uh, It's been... It's been very nice to uh, be able to watch games and uh, hear actual people mm. for the first time in uh, however long. So, as uh, there was, uh, they're only doing home supporters. So obviously, if a waiting score, it's still pretty much silence and the same, not the same as it was would, would be in a regular situation. But it was quite it was quite nice to listen to a game or watch a game last night and hear some uh, some of the fans booing. Which obviously hasn't been coming up on any of the fake crowd noise and stuff like that. So no. we're getting there. We're slowly but surely getting back to normal. So on I'm that, on that as well, just just one thing. A lot of the teams have actually obviously like charged uh, the fans for coming into the ground and things like that. The one Premier League team that didn't, and fair play to this, was Burnley. They did obviously the ballot of their season ticket holders and chose the 10,000 or however many that have gone in to be selected for the game and they said in lieu of paying for your ticket they were asking for a donation to be made to a local charity so nice yeah well done that's for that. absolutely that's, uh, that's just, bang on. just goes to show that in this time where obviously there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of greed and um animosity towards Premier, certain Premier League clubs. It's nice to see that one of them's still got a little bit of integrity about them and stuff like that. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well done then. I, uh, I support that message. Um, speaking of crowds, and this is completely not football related, um, I saw a clip of the UFC that was at the weekend and obviously America being just like yeah, we'll just we'll just go back to normal. We'll just ignore it. It'll go away eventually. So I'm pretty sure that the uh, UFC event was at full capacity. Oh, it wasn't. That won't have been the first one. There was one the month before in Jacksonville where I think that was full capacity. It was insane to see that many people in one place. It was like, wow, that's uh, that's intense. But whatever like i saw that uh vegas and somewhere else california maybe i've just gone with the uh yeah we're just we're, we're just gonna we're just gonna go back to normal now <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens okay. they've got until they've got until september to sort it out for like from like our perspective i suppose mm. but Watch this space, I guess. Um, Absolutely. So, anything else happened in the last week? I was saying it's quiet-ish, but... Um, something that's just happened today, uh, Middlesbrough have announced their first signing of the summer. Really? Um, they have brought in a replacement goalkeeper for the keeper that is, that is leaving as he's gone back to Fulham 
as he was only on loan. So they've agreed a deal to sign goalkeeper Joe Lumley once his QPR contract expires in the summer. Oh, okay. So at this at this particular stage, it's looking like Joe Lumley will be the new number one at the Riverside next season. Thoughts on that? Um, he uh, he certainly sounds like he's a competent number one. He's not he's not played too much this season for Q, uh, for QPRs. They've had a different keeper, but in the game earlier in the season where QPR won two one, the QPR keeper did get sent off, and he came on. Um, Obviously, as a replacement in goal for the last 45 minutes, half an hour, however long they were playing with 10 men. Uh, and uh, he kept a clean sheet. So, he's already performed well at the Riverdance once. So, let's let's hope he can uh, replicate that form next season. Absolutely. So, as, as we've got a little bit of a difference in this week's... Um podcast with, with with an additional segment uh i'll leave it up to you sir would you like to talk about last week's game game not plural. yeah let's do the let's do the let's do the cup and then obviously the the uh the 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 ps de resistance of the podcast so to speak can be the uh the season-long predictions and we can see just how right we were uh all those uh Nine months ago, or however long it was that we actually uh, put them put the put the thoughts to paper. Okay, so um, only the one game predicted, uh, and it was in it was uh, not Middlesbrough based football. It was uh, it was uh, cup football for cups. Uh, Chelsea were going up against Leicester City, and uh, yeah. That, that that was a thing that happened. Uh, you and I were at opposite ends of the pitch, so to speak. Um, we picked exactly the same prediction, but for the for for opposing teams. So let's find out who's going to take the final win of the season. What was the score in the Chelsea versus Leicester game? The score, Andrew, was Chelsea nil. Leicester City won. So, well, all right. Who scored the goal? The goal was scored by Yuri Tielemans and was quite spectacular. There you go. Um, as it as it pans out uh you predicted a uh, a one two in that game uh i went for a a two one which uh, gives yourself the point over me uh, as it was of the six goal scorers that were predicted nobody picked the uh the gentleman that actually scored the goal so Obviously, you need your calculator for this one. Um, yeah, you won the week with one point. Um, if I was that, if I was that way inclined, I would actually go back through the season and try and work out, you know, who officially won the season. But just a bit of fun in it. Just a bit of fun. That, that's that's a little uh, that's a little hidden task for the uh, for the listeners and the viewers, isn't it? 
It's an Easter egg, some might say. So that's that. All the games are done. Uh, we'll be we'll be hanging up our football boots at the end of this one, and uh, taking some. Hanging up our football pen. Yeah, yeah. With with the ball, with the actual ball on the end. Um. So, way back, uh, what? I mean, it feels like a million years ago. Um, right at the start of the season, as we have a tendency to do, we made some predictions. So I'll give you a rundown of the prediction categories. And then we can see how they played out. So, we were looking for the champions. Now, everybody who picked got three choices. Which I feel is fair. You know, there's a lot of wiggle room in that. Same for relegations. Three picks for relegations. We got uh, one pick each for top goal scorer. And uh, our final category was manager fired first. So, this might require a bit of digging around. Now, what I will say is, the last two categories, I have absolutely smashed it out of the park. On couldn't be much further from being right. Uh, as Paul mentioned, uh, this was back in the days when we used to know a man called James Panas. And at time of recording this, his opinion still counts. So he will get his predictions reviewed because otherwise it's just me and Paul talking about how uh, I don't know anything about football again so how would you like me to break this down for you so do you want me to go person by person or pick by pick I would say do We'll, we'll start off with who we thought was going to get promoted. So that'll be our three picks for the top three, or the three promoted sides. So it'll be top one will be champions, second will be the, per the team that finished second, and the third will be the team that wins the playoffs. Now, technically, that one could still be up for that one still could be up for grabs, depending on who we've picked and if any of those teams are actually in the playoffs. But we'll come to that when we get to it. But yeah, I'd say if we go for the top three. Per person. Okay, so, so Paul. What I'll do is, uh, so I'll start off. The top, the top three. We had Norwich win the league. Watford finished second, and then obviously the third team in the playoffs is still to be determined. So Andy, how many of us picked Norwich to finish first? No one. It's not a great start. How many of us picked Watford to finish second? So this is where it's a little bit it's a little bit sketchy because the answer is no one. However, if you do that or that, because somebody picked Watford to finish first, and ah. somebody picked Norwich to finish second. So that is technically a point. Because they did go up, but they're not in the correct slot. Yeah. 
without further ado, Andrew, who picked those two teams? <sighs> if only there wasn't a little a little arrow saying to swap these two teams round and absolutely shoot yourself in the foot there, James Panas. Oh. Sorry, I'm going to have to take your first answer, I'm afraid, there. Okay, so... Had he gone Watford and Norwich? Had he gone Norwich and Watford and then done a little arrow? No, worse. So, the top three picks. Paul Williams, you went for Watford. So close. Still getting a point, though, aren't you? James Panas... Brentford. So technically they finished third. So they are in. They are in with a chance of the playoffs. So that's so point. We that, that's we may, point. Have to, we may have to return to this in the first podcast of next season, just to tie up these little loose ends. This guy. Nottingham Forest. I even remember the podcast, and I'm pretty sure that between you and Panas, you were talking up Forrest's chances that much that he sort of managed to not talk you into picking him as the as the league champions, but it certainly had that flavour to the discussion. It's all right because it gets it gets it gets slightly better from this point on. So, uh, at this point, I'm considering that you and James have a point apiece and I've got absolutely diddly. In fact, let me, let me get it written out. So, the second choice, the Cleveland Browns pick with their second choice in the 2021 NFL Draft. Paul Williams, Brentford. So close. So, but that's still, but that is is that not going to be points? Uh, only if they go, only if they get promoted. I'm giving points there. James Panas went Norwich. So he gets a point, which he then changed. Oh, James. To Nottingham Forest. Oh, James, 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 James. Now I enter the I, I enter the scoring arena because I also went with Brentford, and with the third pick, Paul. Where did Stoke finish? Oh, oh, just just bear with me. This isn't a good. <laughs> I want to see off the top made eleventh. Alright. Oh no, much worse. They were fourteenth. Mm. Okay. Um like I say, uh James ended up going with Norwich in the end, because he bumped Forrest up. Uh, and I went with Millwall. Eleventh. So that's where uh, that's where James would get uh, a point. 
So, as a quick aside, obviously not wanting to uh, flash forward too much to the relegation stuff, but did we put a side prediction in of having to predict where we felt Middlesbrough would finish? No. Alright. We will. We must remember to do that on the uh, on the opening podcast of next season, which invariably will have both Hull and Nottingham Forest connotations to it, as discussed in previous podcasts. So, so speaking of relegations, uh, again, we all we all had a go at this. So, our number one pick in the relegation table, Paul. It's Wickham for you, sir. Were they relegated? They finished 22nd and were relegated. Points on the board. James Panas went with Rotherham. They finished 23rd and were relegated. And this young man, Sheffield Wednesday. They finished 24th and were relegated. So we're off to a flyer here. So let's find out because obviously some of these have already answered their own questions because James Panas's pick in the second round was absolutely Sheffield Wednesday. So points on the board. Paul, you went with QPR. Oh dear. Just the ninth. Just the ninth place finish for QPR this season. Did they do better or worse than Barnsley? Uh, well, Barnsley finished fifth and are in the chance of going up through the playoffs. Fuck. <laughs> okay, we can bring it back with our third pick. Coventry. Uh, <coughs> 16th. Damn it. Uh, we've got another pick for Barnsley. How about Huddersfield? 20th, not relegated. Damn it. Uh, now then, we've got a clear victor on that one. A one, a two, and a one. But, if you thought, these guys know what they're talking about. These guys know which teams are going up and which teams are going down. Let me correct you by telling you that we have to talk about the top goal scorer. If I said the name Sam Vox, What I have written down here is Sam Vox. Sam Vox. Okay. V V O K E S. Wow, that is not how I've spelt that at all. <laughs> Let me correct that. Is that who I picked? That is just disgraceful. <laughs> right, so to put it in perspective, I have the list of the top ten goal scorers. 
The bottom one is Jamal Lowe with 14. Sam Vokes is not in the top, is not in the other nine in that list. Okay. Let's see just how many you did get. Bear with me. I feel the other two picks are going to be wildly disappointing. That has to be a personal best for me. He didn't score a single goal. Oh, wow. He is a striker. That's got a... That That's got a smart somewhat. Appalling. He played 30 games and didn't score a single goal. Oh. Wow. That, that is... Oh, man. Well, it's so bad. Did he score more or less goals, obviously, you know, less, than Hugh Gill? Oh, just you wait until you get to the third pick. Jesus. Jordan Hugel stats. <laughs> well, he didn't. He didn't score many more than him with his three goals for the season. Uh, okay, so. I don't know how we're going to work out the scoring system here. Um, has to. Someone has to have picked a decent enough player that's even even snuck into the top ten. Why would you? Why would you rub it in? Why would you make it? Why would you make it like that? Why? Why have we got to be that guy? Because Andrew, I picked a guy who didn't score. Did he score more a than? Goal. Did he score more than the sixty goals that absolutely were scored by? Grabham this season. So you went for Lewis Grabham? Oh, yeah. I think you've won it on a, on a technicality <coughs> on my default. Because... Do you, this, I, I refer back to the point in time where I said I was clearly smoking crack when I made these predictions. And I, I feel that my predictions have been swayed somewhat when I was assured... Absolutely smashing 60 goals in. Well, you would think that having in his previous season played 45 times and scored 20 goals, so you'd imagine that, yeah, he'd probably score at least, you know, in half the games he played, as he has done previously. Um, so I'll let, I'll let you be the judge of this. He only played 28 games because he was injured for large portions of the season. Correct. So how many goals do you reckon he got? Ten. Less. Five. Slightly more. <laughs> Six. Correct. So. <laughs> oh God. So to put it in perspective, across the three players 
that we picked to be the top goal scorer, we have a total of nine goals. That is less than the player who was listed 10th on the top goal scorers list. Jamal Lowe got 14. Yeah. Coincidentally, the top scorer in the division was Ivan Tony with 31 goals. Nice. So you you get the point because your guy scored the most of the three. So well done. That's but like as as Jim Cornette always says on his on his on his, um, on his podcast, that's like being the like the, the best looking guy in prison. It, it's it's helpful to nobody. Helpful to you, I suppose, because you got a point. Points on the board. I need them. I'm flagging behind. So, finally, and I'm looking. I'm looking at my pick, and I'm like, really? The manager fired first. Now, here's the thing: in a situation where we made three picks, if those three managers are still employed by those clubs, minus points. Oh, shit. Uh, I almost want to tell you mine first, because mine is... Mm, it's peak. It's peak. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I've got a list of managerial changes. Now, did we specifically say sacked or to leave the role? Manager fired first. Okay. Because that, that, does, that does change things. Because the first, the first managerial change was, was technically Gerhard Struber... But he left to become the manager of a different team, so he wasn't sacked. Mm, Has anyone put Struber? That's fine. I can give you Monk, Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, Was the second manager sacked? Ooh, interesting. I can offer you... I've, I've written it weird, so... I'm going to say either Tyndall or Timdall. Bournemouth. Was the seventh manager sacked... Colin Wanker, Middlesbrough. Still employed? Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah he is. Minus point. Uh, so you, sir, will take a point there because you managed to get closest to the pin challenge. Uh, I will be taking a minor, I will be taking a bath on that one. Did we only put one person down, or did we each pick three? No, there was just one. One for each goal scorer and one for each managerial firing. So, obviously, no surprises. What we've ended up here is a tie-break situation. <laughs> oh, and he's not here to defend himself, so I dub thee the winner, Mr. Williams. With four points for the whole season. 
so there you go. That's uh, that's how how we know our football and how well things are going to go for the whole season. Uh, like I say, when I look down at the goal score I picked, and then I looked at the manager I picked, I was like, why? So, we've got no games to pick. We've got no games to predict. We've got nothing to do about nothing. Um, no money to talk about. No money. No, 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 no monies. So, instead, we're going to skip a few sections and go straight to the dog and bone. I've been promising it all season, and it's time. It is time. I will allow you to pick the format of the question. So, I will tell you the number of seats, i.e. the capacity, and I will then get you to tell me the name of the stadium and the team that play there, or... I will give you the name of the stadium and the team that play there, and I will ask you to name within 100 seats. That might... That... That's, that's going to be a lot easier, because obviously... You could just throw a, throw a number out. And there'll be some stadiums that potentially have the same number of seats and stuff like that. So, like... For example, Brighton Stadium will be very close in capacity to Stokes Stadium or something like that. So, if you gave me the number of seats, it could be either one then. So, yeah, I'd say if you give us if you give me the name of the stadium, or no, you give me the club, or yeah, whatever it is. Well, I think I think you know enough about football for I, for I should just be able to give you the name of the stadium and you can work the rest yeah. out from there. So, uh, according to the list I've got here, and I can't verify any of this information, but according to the list I have here, this is the second smallest. How have they worded it? I don't want to. I don't want to missell. Uh, let me go back to the smallest soccer stadiums in the top flights. Okay. And this is like the from from looking through it, this is like the world over because the smallest is not a uh, a UK one. Um, but of the of the ten smallest, there was a couple of UK ones. We are going with the second smallest. Dean Court. So, that is Bournemouth Stadium. Correct. Uh, I had a feeling you might go with this one. Um, so, in my head, I have it down as being something like 10,900. Interesting. Not only is that not the number I've got here, 
it is also not within a hundred. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to triple check this one. Uh, it might be it might be over eleven thousand to be fair. Capacity. Mm, the 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 quick search I believe agrees with my quiz question. If I just double back on it, if I can find it. Oh come on, you absolute slave! Yes, uh, a, a a googly moogly would would confirm that the actual capacity of the Dean Court Stadium is eleven thousand three hundred and twenty nine. You were a butch out. As we know, in the rules of the game, nil point. Indeed. Which would, uh, which mean I uh, I finish the season. I th I feel I should probably take the title. I think that's the way it works. It's like Highlander. Once you uh, once you chop off the head of the uh, the previous season's jock, you absorb all of the powers and the knowledge of said jock, and you then have to spend a season defending your jockness. I'd agree with that. Fair enough. I'm not feeling the football knowledge flowing through me. Maybe it's like a distance thing. Maybe it'll just take like, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour or something. So that's it. Uh, our final segment is the Any Other Business segment. Um, yeah. So, you do you have any other business? Not as such, but I suppose this would be a perfect time just to sort of thank everyone for listening or watching over the course of the season it's been a strange old season obviously um, been the first in recorded history where there's only been one game that had seen fans um, indeed so yeah glad glad to see it come to an end because it means that hopefully fingers crossed touch wood that should be it now. There shouldn't be any more games where there's no fans in the stands. Um, and we've only got to wait another... Well, I was going to say three months before we're, uh, before we're back in the, uh, in, the in the stands and stuff like that. But one thing that did come up, actually, was that as part of pre-season, Borough have, a great, have agreed again here. <laughs> oh, we're, we're absolutely going to that. So, absolutely it will depend. Uh, but yes, Borough travel to York on Tuesday, July 27th, bracket 7pm. As part of a pre-season programme that already includes a trip to Bishop Auckland and three games in Devon and Cornwall. The stadium, which was only opened last December... Might want to question that because I'm absolutely certain it definitely did not open on time. Uh, has a capacity of eight thousand five hundred and is the new home for the Minster Men and the City's Rugby League Club, York City Knights. I promised York I would take a team there," said the Borough Manager. "It's a club I used to play for, and importantly, it's another game that local that's local for our supporters to be able to come and watch. It's also a new ground for us all. I've not been, and it will be the first chance our supporters will have had to visit. So it's another game to look forward to." Uh, there you go. So that will obviously be high on the agenda for us. 
being that we might we, we might live somewhere within the region of that particular uh, stadium. So almost walking distance. <laughs> almost indeed. So it's that thing we have to work out if um, if the if the parking spaces at our uh, old place of employment would still be uh, eligible for cars to be parked <laughs> in there. Uh, I know we're not here anymore, but do you mind if I just park my car? <laughs> it's worth a chance. It's worth a try. Um, okay, so I mean, my uh, I I actually have a small piece of business to, uh, to discuss. Um, as you have thanked the fans, I don't feel I need to uh, thank the fans. Uh, uh, you know, consistently, uh, as I always say, a heavy hitter amongst the podcast world uh, is uh, whichever form the football podcast takes. Um, so you know, there is there is that. Uh, my thanks goes to you. Because you take the time out week in week out to uh, join me and these lovely people. Um, you and I were having a conversation the other day about just how far back our uh, our podcasting goes. Uh, thought it was strange that we both thought it was longer. <laughs> it's like oh, it's been uh, it's been many many years. Um, I was listening. I was listening to a podcast yesterday that was talking about how many episodes they had. And the fact that they've been going 10 years. And I was like, mm, that's interesting. We've nearly got that many. So yes, it's a big thank you to you for uh, for joining me week in, week out to talk to these lovely people about the glorious sport that is football. Uh, I hope to see you and who knows, maybe a not-so-much guest host. A little hint there. Uh, and maybe that that not not so much guest host might bring along with him a, a little a little friend to talk bigger football next season. So that's it. That's it for you guys. That's it for us guys. And until uh, next time, which you know, watch this space. We might dip in every now and then if something uh, major happens in the in the footballing world. We might uh, pick up a an ad hoc. Some might say. Right, thank you very much, sir, and thank you very much, you lovely people. And until next time, we will see you then. Bye! The recording has... So there you go, what do you think to that? The last one, for now. Not a bad little episode, if I do say so myself. So yes, check back in with us in... Uh, it's only a few weeks at the end of the day. Uh, to get more football information, football news, football goodies, and see uh, see what the lineups like, see uh, which host has the most. If you are watching us on YouTube, big thank you to you, because uh, I'm sure you are one of our lovely YouTube subscribers. And if you're just listening, that's all fine, all good. But uh, if you could subscribe wherever you get your podcast, that's amazing. So there we go. That's it for this one. And until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Bye-bye.